How dare you? How dare you? He put the cheese on the cracker. Keys to success, pray before the age. <laughs> Hampton OB. I know what I'm talking about, and the gentleman to my right, he knows what he's talking about. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Bears are what we thought they were. The Hampton OB Show starts now. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Hey, you know what two in a row means? It's a winning streak. Hot dog. Hey, hey, and congratulations to Matt Eberflus, the uh, the entire team. The defense played uh, such good football in the second half. And and you know what? Win, lose, or draw, a lot of times, you know, you, you'd say, hey, if we just play hard, we, we, we make a lot of good plays, you know, we can live with it. Hey, they found a way to close the deal in the third quarter. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, games are decided in uh, you know the fourth quarter. Where today it was almost the Bears did such a great job forcing a turnover, not giving up anything, and Justin Fields and the offense found a way to capitalize on a turnover. A lot of good stuff, Ob. Well, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to the Bears. You know, coming in and beating a team that's leading our division, and was uh, I-, I tell you what, they're a tough team to beat. Whether it's a home game, away game, and it doesn't matter where. They're, they're a well-coached football team. But, I, Danny, you, you stole my thunder a little bit. I mentioned that when I thought what happened here at the end of this game, to me, the game set and match was the third quarter. The third quarter. They played terrific, both offense and defense. And I'm going to tell you, and 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 again, the guy who uh, well not again, but the one that showed me a little bit of something. Although his erratic passing sometimes is always going to be in question, was our quarterback finally threw for over two hundred yards, and we out swindled him, we outplayed him, we outdid everything in the third quarter, and lo and behold, we didn't screw it up in the fourth quarter, and we come away with beating the leader of our division at home in front of our fans. So, again, congratulations to the Chicago Bears. Job well done, kids. Hey, you know, and, and again, it, this avenges that idiotic loss that we had three weeks ago. And everybody was up in arms, and I, I went nuts. Obviously, you can't give up a 12-point lead with four minutes left in a ball game. You, you know, you, you have – you have no chance of being successful in any turn of the season. Somehow they were able to compartmentalize that. They went to Minnesota. They won a game without scoring a touchdown. And then today, back-to-back division wins against, you know, some pretty good teams. Both I had winning records. So, again, tip of the cap to uh, the Chicago Bears. And I'll tell you what, Dan Campbell, their head coach, who I think is the best coach in this league, well, I'm going to tell you, when he made that challenge, Danny, in, in the third quarter, in the third quarter, and he lost the challenge, that was a big mistake by him. Yep. Huge yep. mistake. It was. 28-13, the final. Bears over the Detroit Lions. Bears have not won five games. You know, and, and as you said so aptly uh, about, you know, Dan Campbell has an awful lot of uh, attributes that we like. And he's he's done a great job of turning around a perennial loser. Make no mistake, folks, the Lions have been losers. And, and no matter what they do the rest of the year, they have kind of gotten that off their backs. But all that being said, they live on the edge. They're, they're a reckless team. He's a reckless coach. He goes for it on fourth down. We held them and stopped them 
uh, out of the f- four times they attempted to uh, to convert on fourth down, they only did it one time. And you do that, you got a great chance of coming away with a W. Danny, if we get Cole Komet, Moore, and Mooney involved, which I've been saying all year long, and in our passing game, again, this is a passing league, we're going to win football games. And the only thing that I questioned was it was about 11.20 to go in the third quarter, and that was the first time we targeted D.J. Moore. We've got to go after him. We've got to get him involved from the get-go. That kid is so dangerous. He's got great quickness, great separation, and great speed, and great hands. And we've got to utilize him. He's got to make those six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and go into double-digit catches every week, folks, for us to win. But if we can get those three people, get the passes into their hands, convert on third down, maybe we've got a chance. Hopefully, hopefully the next four games we might have a chance. You know, it was interesting, too. They, the, the Bears won the toss, and they decided to take the ball. And the first play of the game is a design run. You're thinking, oh, man, here we go. This is going to be a long day. There we go is right. And he got and, they, and he did get hurt a yeah. little bit. I don't, they're going to probably have to take a look at his, his at, shoulder. At his shoulder. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you're, 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 here, this is, this is a fact, folks. You're, I don't know how many designated runs we had today. I think it was six. The thing, total ended six up being six. Six designated yeah. runs, folks. It, they're going to keep and, – and then he has to run for his, you know, to get out of a situation when he's passing. Folks, I'm going to tell you, 17 games, it's sooner or later. He's been cranked already. He's missed, what, three games, four games? He's missed four games. The first three years he's been there, he's been down and out. And why? Because he runs with the football. We've got to get involved in the passing game. My God, we've got some tremendous receivers. They can get open, get separation. They've got speed. They've got great hands. That's what should be utilized from game to game. The next four games, utilize them. Utilize them. Now, all, all that is true, and and you can't make a living on running your quarterback in this league. We know that. Danny's going to get cranked. Well, he, he again, ran, he ran twelve times today, fifty-eight yards. All that being said, he was our leading rusher. That that's way too much exposure. <clears throat> but having success. Being able to operate within the parameters of the offense, and we saw him time and time again t- today make some big plays, big time throws, big time reads, getting the ball, all those different things. He has made so much progress this year, and it's it's not over. The year ain't over. We got what four more games, mm-hmm. and uh, again, you got to tip the cap. He has stayed the course, and yeah, he got cranked early, and he was holding his shoulder. But you gotta you, you gotta just pat the kid on the back and say, hey, he's tough. He knows he's gonna take a licking, but he's he gets up and goes back to the huddle and he makes the, some plays. And then you know what? They won and he threw some good passes. But he also threw some passes that were I don't know in what zip code they were in. And that's another one of his problems is his accuracy. You know it, I know it, Dan. A lot of people know it. That's one of his major problems, let alone the ability to read defenses. But today it worked. He made it through the game. He basically didn't miss a play, so to speak. And he threw some good balls. And we beat the guy, the team that's leading our division at home in front of the Bear fans. And what a nice victory. It was just a nice victory. And again, I'll go back, Danny. 
The turning point in this game, if there was such a thing, was the third quarter. The Bears came out after halftime, and I'll tell you what, they looked and they acted and they went about like they knew what they were doing. A winning team, and that's what they did in the third quarter. First back-to-back win since week 16 and 17 of the 2021 season. So that number is behind us, thankfully. But you know what? Yeah, yeah. Winning is, is everything, mm-hmm. but beating certain. Oh yeah. You know the, the way the, the the division has has kind of shook out with Aaron Rodgers leaving, Minnesota having issues at quarterback. Detroit was you know the eight hundred pound bully, and not only should we beat him there, but we did finally avenge the loss and get it done here today. I'm just telling you, confidence is a huge, huge deal in the NFL. And knowing what you can, you know, accomplish and what you're capable of today, they did a lot of good stuff they can draw on down the stretch. Think you can and you will. And when you look at that defense, especially in the third quarter, guys, both of you are obviously very stellar defensive players yourselves, looking around the way that they were backing each other up and Dexter Gervon getting in there with Montez Sweat, there seemed to be a lot of continuity going on there and a whole lot of rooting for each other and a whole lot of what you're talking about, being contagious with the fact that making big plays is contagious. You know, I, earlier today... That's what this uh, game's about. Yeah, OB made you know the comment that the quarterback is the difference maker, okay? There's no question. He is the single-handed you know, the focal point of this game, the Danny, NFL. he's the only one that can elevate it. Yeah, well, he's the only one. But in a, a tight end can't do it. A defensive tackle can't do it. He is the only one, and you see it throughout the league. All the great quarterbacks, they're the ones that take the team to that unbelievable level. Yes, but there has been a little bit of a hidden hand factor of Montez Sweat. Since the day they signed him, brought him in, the defensive line has responded. Now, are they the best in the league? No. Are they are, are, are they doomsday defense? No. Are they the 85? No. But today... They were the superior group on the field of the offense-defensive line, both sides. Our defensive line played better than any other facet of both teams. And Dan, how about how about how about that's time? How about no kidding? How about that? Okay, yeah. And Godway with, got a sack uh, with five games twi- to go, and, and, and they finally show up and act like they know what the hell they're doing. It's about no. I, I'm going to tell you, I, Danny. I love you. And, and it's whatever, and, and I agree with your call. They came today, especially in the second half. And it started in the third quarter. But to put them on some kind of a pedestal, that defensive line, or Montel Sweet, absolutely not. Absolutely not. you got to go from quarter to quarter, let alone play to play, from game to game, before you be a champion. And right now, we are not there, Danny. I agree. And, and, and Sweat. And but how much better have, is it than it was in September? I, I'll tell you what. The, fine, I'll give him today. That was great. Let's see you follow it up the following week, the following week, and following week, and the last game up in Green Bay. I ain't going to put him on any kind of a pedestal because it's been pretty pathetic pretty much all year long. Three sacks today for the Bears. And, uh, again, Montez Sweat got in on one of those, as did uh, Dexter Gervon Jr. Or senior, excuse me, Dexter Gervon Sr. got in on that one as well. 312-981-7200. That is our phone number. We're going to get to your phone calls coming up after the news. Happen will be a sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Let's get into that WGN Radio Newsroom. Chevy dealers. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Bears bring a blitz, and they get to golf. It's Yannick Ngakwe. 
fourth of the season, and the Bears, who are dead last in the NFL in sacks, get one on third down. Goff is picked up by Jalen Johnson. And time now for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. We were talking a little bit about him before we uh, broke for the news, but uh, Montez Sweat, your guy. Yeah, uh, and again, you know, he had a sack, uh, a couple of pass defenses, and uh, on the four, uh, on two fourth and uh, you know short, he he, he was a, a big factor in stopping the, the Lion offense. So you know, congrats to him. But it, it was, uh, and we've talked about this, Ob. Yeah, they're not the purple people eaters or nothing, but. They're playing a lot better. They control the line of scrimmage today. Detroit had no answers for them. Hammond will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com, 312-981-7200. That is our phone number. Let's get out to the phones, and we'll find out what the fans are thinking about a win after the Bears get by the Detroit Lions today. Let's uh, start off with Mike out in Colorado. Mike, you're up with Hammond OB. Go right ahead. Thanks. Great win, guys. I love watching that uh, defense play. I'm a defensive guy. Um, I'm just curious uh, if the defense keeps being on a roll like they are, do you guys have any concern what happens with the coaching staff, particularly Matt Eberflus? If this defense keeps playing like they are, gets the pass rush going a little bit more, maybe win two, three more games, I think that brings up a big question. What do you do with what do you do with Matt Eberflus? Uh, like to hear what your guys' comments are on that. And also, Andy, yeah. I don't want to push the envelope, but when's the last time we won three in a row? Thanks a lot. All right, we'll we'll, we'll put our staff on that. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for challenging well, us. We appreciate the, it. For winning <laughs> for winning two in a row, we got to go back to the year twenty twenty one. Correct. The end of the uh, pretty much the end of the season that year. And so that's been a, that's been a long, long, humiliating dry spell. And that's been busted loose. And that's kind of nice to hear and kind of nice to see. But, you know, we've got four more games. And it's one game at a time. And as far as Eberflus goes, you know, uh, he's going to have to be, and his offensive and defensive coordinators are going to have to come up with the games, plans of their life for this outfit to bring them back next year. I know we won today, okay? That's our, what, our fourth win, fifth win? That's our fifth win with eight losses, three wins last year. You know, if we drop another two or three games with these four games to go, it's going to be awfully, awfully difficult to make a case for Eberflus and his staff. I truly believe that, Dan. And there, somewhere, you got to stop the bleeding somewhere. And if it continues here in the next... Four weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, you know, a move has to be made. Well, obviously, again, if the season ended today, it would there would be a lot of reasons to retain him, and there'd be a lot of reasons to say we're going to move on and try something else. So, your point about the next four games, yeah, it it it. it how many times in your life do you have a month to kind of decide your fate? And that's what. Not only Justin Fields, but this entire coaching staff, they have been given. It's an opportunity to control your destiny. Let's see what they do. But I will tell you this. A month ago, he was a dead man walking. And somehow, some way, he's been able to find 
some kind of a vibe with this team. And and think about this. And I know you like it's also the schedule that we have and the and the quality of teams that we played. I got it. This was a quality team today, but yes, come on. But we outplayed them three weeks ago. No question. Oh, we lost it. We We lost the game, Dan. We lost it. I got it. I got it. But if you did a, a coaching matchup. Would you say that in the two games, who was the better coach? I would think it Dan would be Campbell Eberflus. was when he no. won it, and and uh, what? I, I think Eberflus has I'm been you the I, answer. I think Eberflus has been better. In he the, in was the two good, better today, and her coaching staff was better than Dan Campbell and from the Detroit Lions and his coaching staff today. Okay, they weren't before. You want to know why? Because they lost, Dan. I got it. But he won today. We led the game yeah, for fifty-six yeah, minutes. Give him credit for it. So, yeah. how, my point being is, you're talking about that guy being the goods. And in my mind, I thought Eberflus, you know, outcoached him in the two matchups. Yeah, we fell apart at the end of the game. I got it. My my point is, what about the Minnesota uh, game two weeks ago? Well, we were we found a way to win what about, on the road uh, yeah, without they, scoring they a touchdown. With a quarterback that's been since last year, been with seven. What is it? Seven different teams. I got it. I got it. But it, how many games did well, we play with the kids asking, that never I keep played? Giving you answers. Hey, what Tyson Bajan was a free agent from nowhere, and we won two out of four games with him. I'm just saying before you discount what Iberflus has been able to accomplish this last month and a half. Kind of have to look around. Think about this. The game, the season isn't a month and a half long, Dan. I got it. What are you talking about? I'm talking about... We just about... got our fifth win. He won three games last year. We just got our fifth win with four more games to go on the schedule. And this guy's the greatest coach in Bear history? I didn't say that. Well, you're alluding to it. No, I'm, I'm saying that the powers to be, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, they're going to be the ones that decide his fate. Now, what he has amassed the last month and a half, yeah, and we have we sat here and screamed bloody murder at how pathetic they were in September and most of October. And that was all on Eberflus and Getze. It was on them. And then they fired the uh, defensive coordinator. Eberflus took over the defense, found some things, started you know making a few adjustments, got Montez sweat, and now... The defense is playing three times better than it was in September. So I last year at the end of the year, I said, who on this team is a better player today than they were September 1st? And we couldn't come up with anybody. Maybe Cole Komet. Maybe. Well, I can see a lot of progress in a lot of areas. That's all I'm saying, and that's what he will be graded on. 312-981-7200. Let's go out to Wilmington and say hi to Bear Boy. Bear Boy, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Uh, things are looking great for the Bears again. Um, I'm Bear Boy again, I think, I hope. Um, the things are, the Bears are showing life, and there's talk about the Bears maybe really, what are your thoughts on uh, the Bears relocating south, just south of uh, Soldier Field and in Chicago, revitalizing Chicago's there, the whole thing of Chicago. Um, um this team, if they play like this, uh, they're they're bound for big big time things, and um, they're doing good. Just let's play good, sir. Uh, thank you. Bye. Thanks, Bear Boy. Appreciate that. Yeah, they were talking about uh, maybe a stadium being built in the South parking lot rather than yeah. Arlington Heights and you know, things of that and, nature. And I think Ob and I have the same uh, belief about this. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll worry about a stadium after you build a team. Build the team first, and then they can handle the stadium. What do you think, OB? Absolutely. There's uh, that. What? 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 Why do people come on a Sunday afternoon? Why do they come? They come to watch the Chicago Bears. Guy by the name of George Hallis started this team. Basically, started the National Football League. Why wouldn't you love the Bears? And why wouldn't you have pride in them? I know there's some bads. As a matter of fact, we've had some lousy teams ever since when you retired, Dan. It's been god-awful. What have we had? We've had went through, I remember, Green Bay had two quarterbacks. And I don't know how many years and what we have. We went through 38 quarterbacks? Something like that. There close, too, yes. You know? It's, and it's been horrible. It's been a 30-year reign of but, terror. But, yeah. But the fans still keep coming. They still love the Bears. And if they want to moan and groan and, and, and say whatever they want, that's their prerogative. They damn well can. They can come on this radio station with you and I. If they want to let it, let it go, let it go. I don't care. Just don't care. 28-13. We care about this. The Bears beat the Lions this afternoon at Soldier Field. And we'll take more of your phone calls in just a moment. If you're on hold, please stay there. 312-981-7200. I'm just talking about the fans. Oh, I, don't, I, know. I don't care what they say. Oh, they, I know. You know. Win, lose, or draw. It's they're the, they're the ones that make it go. Exactly right. And today we win, didn't lose, and didn't draw. 28-13 is the final. Bears over the Lions. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Four carries for fields and two passes. He's going to line up wide. DJ Moore has only run the ball one time this year. He's going to fake it to fields and run it for a second time this year. Trickeration right there, courtesy of Fox Sports. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. That all part of a 28-13 win by the Bears today over the Detroit Lions. You know what, Andy and Dan? The one thing that I don't want to see in, in, in any victory or any defeat, I don't want to see our quarterback be the leading rusher in carries and in yardage. I just don't want it. I want him to see be number one. In passing. That's what I want our quarterback to do. I don't, again, want him in the number of carries, the leading number of carries, and leading in yardage. Our quarterback, Danny, again, I've said it till the cows come home, whatever have you. I'm going to tell you, he's, gonna, he's been hurt every year since he's been here, and we got four more games to go. And <clears throat> guess he had him starting out the game. He started out the game with a designated run. I'm telling you, this kid's going to go down again. It's going to happen sooner or later. You can't run a quarterback three, four, five, six times, seven, eight, ten in a game. He's going to get cranked. It's a run conundrum, and we're going to see it the next month. I'm just telling you. Justin well, Fields and Luke Getze, they're playing for their careers, playing for their future. We're going to see it, but I agree with you. I'd much rather see him with 35 attempts and three runs. It'd be a lot better. And throwing for 200 and some plus yards. Yeah. It's the slow play right now. Let's go out to uh, John in Fox Lake. John, you're up here with Hampton OB. Go ahead, bud. Gentlemen, this coaching staff has to go. This game was almost deja vu in the fourth quarter. We were in the red zone. 
this coaching staff has got to know when to stick the dagger and put a team away. Fourth and two when we elect for the field goal and create drama a little bit in the end. We can't come up with a play to run out the clock a little bit more, get that first down, and maybe score a touchdown, and then tell Detroit, good night, game over. Instead, we just play it conservatively and go for the field goal. I'm sorry. This coaching staff doesn't know when to go conservative, when to call the plays, clock management. They just need to go, guys. Thank you. Thanks, John. I agree. We have three quality receivers, and we have a running back that can come out of the backfield and catch the football. So we have four targeted people that we can go to that are difference makers. I agree. And and you know what? Look, you're preaching from our hymnal in the sense that we believe that this game is not about fair play. It's about destroying the opponent. And if you have a chance where you have momentum, the ball in in that end of the field, go for the juggler, as you said. But you know what? Obviously, a lot of the uh, the play designs by Lou Getze, they're just not very good. And obviously, we struggle to have success. What about the fourth and one and a half, oh. and we do the the tush-push toss? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work out so good. I was having flashbacks to Denver, uh, that game, because yeah. that's where that game turned on that fourth and one. It did. And how much different would everything look if we would have pulled that Denver game out? It's amazing to think about it. It would have been six and seven. Yep. Things would have been kind of steaming up. Yep. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Set out to Tilo Filo in Elgin. You are up with Hampton OB. Go right ahead. Hello, guys. Uh love the defensive play uh on the Bears. Uh they play like they were really hungry for the football. Uh I agree with you, Mr. Van Hampton. Uh the quarterback shouldn't run, man, because sooner or later Someone's going to take that that penalty and take that 15 yard penalty or first down, and they're going to lay them out. I don't think a quarterback should run. Quarterbacks try to read defenses and Amen. you know try to try to find a guy one on one and with the rifle arm get him. You know, don't run. I, I mean, hey, listen, we we are in complete agreement. But what what I'm trying to explain is things are different. This is this is a moment of desperation and in, in effect. Justin Fields is not only playing against the the league norm for quarterbacks, but he's also playing against the first-round draft pick that he knows the Bears have. Actually, two of them. And at some point, you you have to realize, yeah, you know, staying in the pocket, throwing the ball 35 times down the field, that would be ideal. But with this offense, this offensive coordinator, the way things are are kind of you know structured right now, where you're playing some teams that you know we think we should win, he's going to find his take his best and not find. He is going to take his best avenue for success and winning, and a lot of times that just turns into him running, and we saw it. You know how many times today? Well, I'll tell you what. What we have, we have three quality receivers. And I'm telling you, they can play for any team in this league. And we have a running back, Khalil Herbert. He can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. So we have four people that are quality, quality football players, quality receivers, a quality runner coming out of the backfield. And how many times do we ever throw to Khalil Herbert? How many times? How about like zero? How about why we don't get him involved in the offensive game plan in the passing game. Why was that possible, Dan? 
You know, I, I'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, this offense it has so We've many got limitations. the people to make it happen. He does. And, and, and think about two years ago or four years ago, the, the, the actual quality of the, of the skilled people on this offense, we haven't seen anything like this in quite a while. Yes. Dante Hightower is a, is a man running the ball. And we know that Khalil Herbert is a threat and all that. We don't use them. And we don't use them. And okay, you know, and again, we've seen what four different times this year coordinators get fired during the course of the season. Yep. And, you know, if, if, if Eberflus has this self preservation code going, he may want to make some decisions here and just say, hey, you know, and, and but folks, we've won two in a row. And this is a win where we scored what, 31 points? 28. 28. Yep. I'm just saying. I, I, it's kind of hard to throw the uh, the offensive coordinator overboard yeah. when you you know when you win at home and you know you beat the division leader. Well, I don't. I disagree with that. Then I think it's very easy. You look at what this guy has done since he's been here. It's beyond laughable. It is beyond laughable. The game plans that he's put together. When you have quality people and you don't use them, DJ Moore. When's the first time we targeted? When's the first time we target him, man? Third quarter. In the third quarter, folks, D.J. Moore, who is, I mean, you talk about a quality receiver with speed, separation. He's got the moves and great hands. And we don't target him until the third quarter? Are you kidding me? This is what I'm talking about, Dan, with this coaching staff. How can you have the receivers we have and the running backs? We don't utilize them in, the, in our, our running back in a passing game to open up the lanes, the avenues. It's all there, folks. Trust Dan and I when we tell you that. It's all there, and we don't use it. Yeah, of the uh, 19 completions today, three were two running backs out of the backfield. That was it. And one of them was even Kari Blossom game, who was the, who was the fullback and never, doesn't normally catch the ball out of the backfield. The other two were to Deontay Foreman, and that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, and that one, the blasting game, that was right to the sideline. Uh, yeah, yeah, a, a throwaway throw. Exactly. And, and we're watching the Kansas City over here, the greatest quarterback in the game. Oh, Mahomes! Everything he does is all about the check down to the backs. So go figure. Well, you know, sooner or later, we got to figure it out. That's just what I'm talking about, Dan. Yep. We don't use our backs, folks. I'm trying to say something here, and I don't know if I'm coming through here. But we got to watch the teams. They utilize their backs in the passing game. They, you know, somebody has to be accountable for them. We don't even have plays that we use or we can use in the passing game for our running backs. 312-981-7200, the phone number. If you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get to you right after the news. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Much out of Cairo Santos' range. They're going to line up for a quarterback sneak. Fox Sports, and despite that, the Bears still got a win, 28-13. We may revisit that play a little bit later on. Time, though, for our game-changing moment, brought to you by the Muller Auto Group, the family dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. Uh, the game-changing moment, uh, Jared Goff, the big fumble in that third quarter, and the Bears turn around and score 
taking advantage finally of a turnover, and Justin Fields ran that one in for 11 yards. Well, in the prior two games, we had eight turnovers, and we had only scored 13 points. So it was a huge, huge difference in the game. And again, that was, you know, that was, you know, a great mistake to capitalize on. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Let's get back out to the phones. Lots of folks want to comment on today's Bears win, 28-13 over the Detroit Lions. Let's go to Charles in Chicago. Charles, you're up with Happen will be. Go ahead. Hello, Charles. Thank you, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you, guys. Hello? Yep. Go ahead. I, um, you guys are the most honest commentators and analysts on the radio whenever there's a Bears game, so thank you for that. Could you just comment on the Lions? The Lions were terrible today between their um, – all the, the, the not only the fumble and the, and the interception, but but things that they they did. Uh, it was just it was horrible game, and uh, the only reason I'm I'm upset that the Bears won is because I have to listen to other commentators on other stations during the week praise Fields and Eberflus. So thank you. That's it. Thank well, you, Charles. Charles, uh, just let me just throw a couple stats at you. We beat today, okay, in the National Football League, the Detroit Lions, and here's. Total net yards, they rank second in the National Football League. Average yards per game, they rank 400. They rank second in the National Football League. Total plays, they rank fourth in the National Football League. Net yards rushing, net yards rushing, they rank fourth. It goes on and on. I mean, they're in the, whoa, the top, I don't even, quarter or whatever have you of the league in running and passing. I mean, and, and then you take a look where we're at. We're 23rd, we're 20th, we're 32nd, we're 26th, we're whatever. Where Detroit came in here with, I'll tell you, some credentials that are pretty impressive offensive ranking I'm talking about. I mean, when you're ranked second in the league in, in, in total net yards and yards per game, you're ranked second, that's pretty darn good. And we took them down. So, again, congratulations to the Bears. Sometimes it's uh, you know you, you think maybe you're playing not not playing down to your competition level, but at the same time it was interesting because Dan Campbell during the week talked about not being afraid of a revenge type of game. He he thought the Bears were playing pretty well at this point of the season. Well, and, and and again back to Justin Fields, he made so many different comments about the dimension that Justin Fields would present for their defense and how he can make certain plays that most every quarterback can't do. And, you know, a lot of that is the running, but the other part is evading the rush and finding a way to make something happen in a positive manner, you know, when the play breaks down. And he has, you know, he has a certain uh, dimension that you have to recognize, and I know that the Detroit Lions were very, very aware of that. I just want to make Charles, what I what I, what I hope when I read you these stats – I mean, these stats are, are, are pretty amazing for running and passing and where they rank in the entire National Football League and they're leading our division, and we beat them today. I mean, you, you, you whether you like them, you don't like them, uh, you don't like the coach, you don't like the quarterback, whether you do one way or the other, they won the game and they came out after halftime, and that's the big time when you make the adjustments. And the third quarter was the difference in this game. They came out and crushed them. And they stopped the team, Charles, that is ranked second 
a lot in total yardage, a game. Total, I mean, it's unbelievable how they rank, how high they rank, and we took them down. And a lot of that, in the second quarter, Detroit rushed for like 108 yards or something like that. And we made some good adjustments at halftime. We started slanting the defensive line, and we started owning the line of scrimmage. And as you said, we shut them out. 312-981-7200. We've got about a minute and a half before we get to our next break. RW in Austin, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, After watching today's game, I, it just seems that the Bears could be eight and five instead of five and eight, or even you know better if they had better coaching on both sides of the ball. Uh, I agree. In the first half, Justin Fields was four of eight for fifty-two yards, and as you guys astutely mentioned, DJ Moore wasn't even throwing a pass. And uh, they had the ball in the red zone on their second drive, and in the third quarter, no touchdowns. And then they ran that on that fourth and one play. They, you know, Getsy again ran that another gimmick play. How many times have we seen that this year with the fake uh, quarterback sneak and the pitch to Moore, which lost yardage? And then on defense, I'll, I'll mention that uh, you know on that second touchdown by Detroit, that eight-yard slant uh, where the receiver went inside Stevenson and Eddie Jackson was late getting over. You know, Stevenson came off the field. And uh, Eberflus told him, the radio announcer said, you can't give up inside leverage on a play like that. Well, you mean to tell me after, you know, a whole year he doesn't understand that? You know, that's coaching. And how many times have we seen them throw that slant play for a touchdown against the Bears this year with Jackson being late getting over? We really need new coaching staff. Thanks for taking my call. Well, R.W., it's very easy to shut down the slant. All you have to do, and it's a minor adjustment. You have your cornerback come up, and he, he is two yards, maybe three yards off. He takes the inside angle away. He shades the inside angle. And and soon as the snap, if he want to break with that slant, he's right there to jump the route. That will take it away. The quarterback will look, and he'll, and he'll make an audible and go somewhere else. When he sees that quarterback come up and shade the inside, take the inside away, you will not see the slant. 312-981-7200. It's the phone number, 2813 Bears over the lines. If you are on hold, please stay there. If not, uh, give us a call, 312-981-7200. Back with more in just a moment. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route, hot route. Who brought it today? Looking at which bear played tough, played hard. Third and eight. Lions trying to generate a pass rush here. Hutchinson at the bottom against Darnell Wright. Fields somehow escapes. Still on his feet. Justin Fields making some magic happen out to the 30-yard line. Courtesy of Fox Sports. Who brought it today? Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. The card to bring through it all. Justin Fields is the guy today. And the numbers, 19-33, 223 yards, a touchdown. He uh, rushed for 12 carries and 58 yards and one score as well. He got hit a lot today and bounced back and, uh, and really helped the Bears to this win. Yes, and, and no turnovers. That Big is time. huge. You know, obviously the defense forced golf into two interceptions, but no turnovers, and he's making some plays. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Dan. It's, it, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. 
like Andy just mentioned, yep. he got hit an awful lot today, yep. and he kind of hurt his shoulder a little bit, but he stayed in and fought through it. But I'm going to tell you what, folks, you're not going to go here. you got four more games to go, and and I'm going to tell you, defenses are going to be set up for him, and, the kids, and if they keep running that kid and running him, he will go down. Well, let me it's tell you, inevitable. Well, let me tell you this. The Cleveland Browns, who we see this coming Sunday at noon, they have one of the top two or three defenses in football. And now with Joe Flacco, <laughs> he threw for over 300 yards today. We're going to have to, you know, uh, be at our very best and hopefully t- try to find a way to win. 311 yards and three touchdowns for Flacco today. Good for him. Yep. And he was sitting, sipping it in, uh, in a bar somewhere not long ago, he right? He was sipping it, flipping it, and smoothing sipping it. Sipping it, flipping it, and smoothing it. And now he's back in the league. 312-981-7200. Let's go out to Orland Park and say hi to Steve. Steve, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, everybody. I have a personal observation about Eddie Jackson. I think he's the only player in NFL history that never needed his uniform washed or laundered. Uh, today, t- today's game, I didn't see the $17 million criminal's body lying on the field. Not once. I can't help but wonder how the other players on this team feel about this. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you, Steve. Right back at you. What a, what a uh, aptly uh, put it there, Mr. Grinch. And I, I agree. You know, early in the year, uh, you know, he, he was playing so poorly you know, I, I was, you know, clamoring for him to be benched. But for whatever reason, they still trot him out there. And again, today, he was a dollar short, always late, never around the ball, and avoiding contact at all cost. It was, it's, it's criminal. It's so obvious. It really is. We're playing with 10 guys. Yeah, it looked like he short-armed a couple things, too. I mean, there was an opportunity, I think, on a tip. Too, where he tried to dive and he made it yeah. look real awkward. And, and to him, to make almost a million dollars a game. Yeah. Incredible. Holy cow. 312-981-7200. Let's go out to Tennessee and welcome in JP. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Good evening, guys. You two are my heroes. One from my early youth and one from my later youth. <laughs> um, hey, I, just, I want to make a comment on the stadium issue. So... They want to build a new stadium right next to the existing one that you can't get to from here. you got to ride a school bus packed full of warm clothes as opposed to Arlington Park where you got the rail line that runs right next door. you got a major highway that runs right next door. Come on, McCaskies, get off your pile of gold doubloons and spend some freaking money and do what's right. This is pathetic. I'll I'll hang up. Thank you, JP. You You know everything you just said is exactly true, and it it makes common sense. Yeah, and and you know what? It it is a nightmare to get to that stadium. It's just, it's just, it is. It's an albatross, no question about it. Yeah, and the saga continues. I mean, it's not anything that's really been defined as to where they're actually going to go ahead and and you know break ground. I mean, that's it's still up for debate at this point. But the one thing that's not up for debate, and it's a very simple statement. It is Chicago, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. That's my answer. Yeah, I got you. It is I, Chicago. I hear you isn't on that. It? Yeah. It's, uh, it's not easy to get stadiums built in this in this town. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how that all, all transpires. A lot of strange things happen in this city. Yeah, that's a good point. Three, Once again, a lot of decisions need to be made. Nobody's making them. Yeah, 312-981-7200. We've got some uh, open phone lines for you for the first time in our program. 312 
7-2-0-0. The Bears beat the Lions today 28-13. to And, you know, it's it's such a shame. We're talking about Matt Eberflus now in his 30th game. It took the coach 30 games to win back-to-back games. And it's such a shame. I mean, I hate to echo the earlier callers, too, but had had this season started out a little bit better with that first game that we've talked about ad nauseum that they weren't ready to play in, just how different things could have been. And even the fact that we talked about with the with the Denver game, one call kind of affected several games after that. But that's what happens. No, I, games, I get that. Andy. Yeah, I get that. That's exactly what happens from quarter to quarter, game, game to game. And the thing is, you don't go into a game to play for a tie or lose. Right. It's, you got to win the game. I don't care how it comes out. You got to score more points than them. And you only got 17 times to do it. And you damn well better figure it out before your first league game. You got three exhibition games. You got all kinds of training camps to get your team ready to go from game one. And this coaching staff did not have this team ready to play in any stretch of anybody's imagination. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I mean, what could have been, obviously it's it's easy to think about revisionist history and say, okay, well, if they were ready and they did this, I mean, it, 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 it didn't happen. But think about, I mean, in, in a in minute way, just one play here and there in Tampa, you know, obviously we're backed up to the goal line. We, we tr- throw that idiotic middle screen. And they intercept it, and we're, you know, boom, we lose the game. Think about Denver. We are so incapable to even be able to run a, a decent effort on fourth and what, maybe a foot and a half. Yeah. And if we get that, we, we win the game. So from top to bottom, the first half of the season was lost. For no other reason, wasn't injuries, wasn't you know? Oh, we had bad luck. It was really. unprepared in so many different facets. And hey, think about Eberflus firing Williams, that moron defensive uh, coordinator, ha- has been a blessing. Him taking over the defense. But all that being said. I think it led to other things where he was incapable of being able to be in a in a myopic way able to make sure that you had your best players on the field against Detroit in the, in the final two drives. He didn't. Yes, because he's so distracted now he's got to, you know, worry about the defense and all the other things and so from top to bottom this season has been a lost cause because of their ineptitude as far as coaching. Yeah, and you know the, the the question that you asked earlier too about which players have we seen that have actually improved from week 1 to where I'll we are now. I'll give you 15. Yeah, I mean I can, I can make we're, a list we're, start, right we're now. starting to see it is what I'm saying, but it's yeah. it's it's a little late at this point. Well, it, it, a little, you know, <laughs> way too little, way too late. Yeah. Now we you know, obviously we're in the throes of uh, some miracle stretch where we're going to try and win, you know, the last six games of the year. That's that's hard to do. But remember, Detroit was in the same position a year ago, and they beat the Bears here in Chicago, and they went on a fourteen and four run. So, is it possible? Yeah, I can, I could, I could say yes, it's possible. Is it doable? We're going to find out. I don't think our coach is a Dan Campbell in any stretch of any imagination. Well. I think he he was better today coaching and his his game plan and what he was able to do to stop that 
you know, offense of the Detroit Lions that is statistically in the top three or four mm-hmm. in all of football, he he derailed them and, and it shut them out in the second half. Mr. Hampton, who's leading the North Division? That would be the Detroit Lions. Thank you, Dan. Okay. Yeah, Lions fall to nine and four. They got off to a good start. They, they knew what they were doing in September when we did, we were you know stumbling around like fools. Yeah, that th- and there was a stat that they flashed up very quickly on the Fox broadcast today about the third quarter being the absolute bugaboo of the Lions. And nine times out of ten, when we see something like that, the Bears usually end up proving that incorrect. Right, and they, they, right. they go ahead and they, they play down to that level. That today, they really turned it up. That was the difference. That whole game, you can point to plays, times, what, whatever, offensive, defense. I'm telling you, it was the third quarter. They came in, the Bears came in. Acting and doing like they know what they're what they're doing, actually, and they took charge of it and made it happen. Twenty eight thirteen Bears win over the Lions. We're gonna take a break here for the news. Come back with more of your phone calls. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero is the number. Hampton be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago dot com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Fields rolling out. Justin Fields. His eyes are on the end zone. Uh, Fox Sports has the Bears win at 28-13 over the Detroit Lions. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Good to see a win on the board there for the home fans. And uh, we got a lot of fans waiting to talk to you guys here on our phone line, 312-981-7200. Let's go out to uh, taxi driver Bob, who is listening to us. Hey, go ahead, Bob. How you doing, guys? All right, Bob. Are they they keeping you well fed up there tonight? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Always. You guys sound like you need a good meatball to top <laughs> off the bear win. But anyways, I wanted to make a comment about two people in general, Justin Fields and, and uh, Eberflus. Um, today, I, I uh, after viewing Justin Fields, he really seemed to have a strong determination in his eyes that he was going to win the game today. He didn't seem unsure of himself. He He, he did make some... Some some mistakes, but not not that many. I mean, he did overthrow some some receivers and whatnot, but he seemed to have a strong determination that he was going to win the game. And I, after seeing him today, I you know, I feel like you know maybe we should just give him more of a chance instead of going out and maybe getting Caleb Williams or or you know getting somebody in the draft um, in place of him. Also with Matt Eberflus. Uh, what, in your opinion, if you were to rate Matt Eberflus and 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 and, uh, and Nagy, um, who would you say would be better? And if the Bears are going to go out and get a new head coach, do we want to go lateral or do we want to go upward? And who would be your choice of upward? I think um, the one that caught my eye was Benemini here. I, I always per- yeah, mispronounce his yeah, name. Eric Benemini. Yeah, um, he seems to be good, but is he going to be better than Eberflus? And so there seems to be a lot of questions as to what the Bears are going to do as far as quarterback and head coach goes, and I wanted to know your guys' ideas on that. All right, Bob, drive safely. Thanks. Well, and again, I made the case earlier that, guess what? If Eberflus goes 3-1 and one these next four games, 
I think the Bears probably decided to keep him. All that being said... I, I wouldn't bet on that, big man. Well, I'm just saying, I just know the way the Bears think and, and how they're ultra-conservative. But all that, you know, we've made the, the, the you know contention that on every football team, what you start with in September and to where you end in January, you know, there's a certain path and is the team better in getting you know more capable and competent as you go and you got to say yeah I mean there's been big progress now let's go to Justin Fields and he made a couple of plays in the first Detroit game that made me think this kid he does have he learned from his his month off watching Tyson Bajan and you know what? And nobody needs to say, you know, oh well, he let me, you know, he did or he didn't. I'm just telling you. A lot of times, if you stand back, if you step back and you watch the field and you see how other people play it, then you learn, you know, what maybe your best path. And he has improved throughout the last five, six weeks. That being said, we're going to find out more in the next month. But today, no turnovers. And and being you know able to to make the plays when he was presented the opportunity. Yeah, he overthrew two bad uh, uh, passes in the. Uh, I think it was both in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that would be great if he didn't. But I, I'm watching up here and I'm watching Mahomes throw it in the dirt. You know, everybody is 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 you know under duress and they struggle and they don't complete every ball. But all that being said. He has gotten better and better the last month or so. Well, I, I might take a little bit of issue of that with Dan, but Bob, let me tell you something. You know how the game was won today? Where, what area was it won? Was it one special teams? Was it done the offense? Was it somebody instrumental? Uh, was it some specific individual on offense? Or was it the defense? I can tell you, the defense is why we won that game. That, to me, in that third quarter, that was game, set, match. The defense played a hell of a game for four quarters. In the third quarter, they just shut it down. And they continued in the fourth quarter. And by the way, I just read some stats where the Lions are in the National Football League and running and passing the ball, and they're in the upper quarter. I mean, they, they have some... Great offensive stats, running and passing. So what I'm telling you is, if Dan likes our quarterback and thinks that he won it, that's fine if you think that he won it. But I'm telling you why I my belief is we won it on defense. Our defense came to play today. They went after him, tooth and nail, and they won, they won the game for us today. The defense, not our offense. 28-13 is the final. Bears over the Lions. Back out to our callers. Let's go back to Chicago right here in the city and say hi to Spike. Spike, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hey, Hamp OB, Andy, you're the best. I love listening to you. Everybody in Edgewater at Gino's North Pizzeria loves listening to you. We listen to you all the time. God bless you. Thank Peace you. Peace and have a great holiday, please. You and too. And Happy New Year. You too. Thank you, Spike. Give me a good go, Spike, Kobe. All right, all right, Spike. Hang on the line a second. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Since you were so nice to us and wished us a very nice and happy holiday, we're gonna get you a fifty dollars gift card to 
Raising the Stakes, which is sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. You can order today at secondcityprime.com. Earlier today on our pregame show. Yeah, Spike, when you get that, their food is oh, fa- fabulous. I'm telling you, their meats are unbelievable. Fantastic. The burgers, oh boy. Yes. Uh, we gave away a $100 gift card on our pregame show today because the Bears won the ball game to uh, John Gorzell of Palatine. So congratulations to John. We'll have another $100 gift card available for our fans coming up on our next pregame show. Which Palatine? Is next week. Wait a minute. Is that a little home cooking, OB? Oh, I don't uh, know. No, no, no. I, no I a wife and a day. I, I would never do that. We're gonna, John, make sure you give me <laughs> half of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back out we go to, let's go to Hot Springs, Arkansas. What do you say? To say hi to Carl. Carl, you're up with Hampton awesome. OB. Go ahead. You betcha. I tell you what, you guys are the greatest, and uh, I just got to make a comment. It just seemed like all season long that the players, they forgot that the GSH is on their uniform, and, and they need to play better. But I tell you what, George Hallis meant a lot to my granddaddy. His name was Dick Brown. He was from Oklahoma, but he he was a locomotive mechanic for the Rock Island Railroad out of Silvis, Illinois. And and my granddaddy, he repaired that train that George was taking up to Green Bay. It, this was in the late 30s. And George Hallis, he he always appreciated the uh, the working man because the working man is what made pro football at the start. Uh during the twenties and the thirties, all everybody wanted wanted to go to to the college games. Well, the working man he had to work Saturday, but he was off Sunday. And and anyway, George Hallis always appreciated the working man, and I I just wish that the team would appreciate George Hallis more because he's what made the Bears what they are. They got a rich history, and they need to focus on that. And one other thing, that quarterback, if he keeps running the ball like a halfback or a fullback, he's going to have a worse injury than that arm he had. So he needs to let those million-dollar halfbacks run the ball. He needs <laughs> to stay in the pocket and pass the ball. But anyway – that's it. Merry Christmas to y'all. You guys are the greatest. Thank you, Carl. Right, Carl. Appreciate the call. Merry Christmas to Have you. Have a good one. You know, yeah. real quick, think about this. And you know what? I, I, and I think I've said this. You know, when I was coming out of college, I didn't know anything about the NFL, and, and especially Chicago. And, you know, it was this guy right here beside me that kind of taught me a lot of the history and being around Butkus and all the guys from the the great eras, you know, in the 60s. All that being said, you know, what a blessing that all the players that played for the Bears, they should realize the 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 great depth of of the the, the, the you know, the foundation of the NFL and the, and the footing and and all that stuff that you you talk about OB. You know, if you're in Cincinnati or Tampa Bay, I mean, they're you know, Johnny come lately. There was the Bears, only one. There was yeah, only one man. And he started it. There's it's, no question. It truly is amazing. There's no question about it then, you know, and I mentioned this before. Not only this little student he gave, but a little history. I've been since I can remember. Period. The Chicago Bears, and 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 if it wasn't for George Hallis, uh, I don't know if this game ever would have been invented or 
or or would have gone to the heights of where it is today. And there's a lot of people from George Hallis's day to where it is now that that they should be given credit to. But there's only one man, only one, and it was George Hallis. It wasn't the Myra family from New York. It wasn't a few other people. It was George Stanley Hallis. He's the one that gave several teams when it was in hard times, he would give them monies to keep their franchises going and keep them alive because he had some kind of a vision. Envision, and I'll tell you what, I don't think that anybody had, but he damn well knew. He stuck by his guns, and he made this league, and this is what you have today. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate the phone call. 28-13, Bears over the Lions. If we have some lines open, 312-981-7200. We'll take a quick time out here. Habit will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. It's been a long time coming. You know, you beat uh, to win two in a row, and, and it's two division, you know, opponents, which is big. And uh, the guys are super excited, but we could feel this coming. You know, with, with the improvement was was happening, you know, over time. And I just kept telling them, if you keep doing right, uh, it's going to be right. And good things are going to happen. That is that coach, Matt Eberflus. After the Bears win today at 28-13, happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears win at 28-13. By the way, we're going to be with you until 5.30 tonight. We're going to take you right up to the Blackhawks pregame show. The Hawks continuing and wrapping up their homestand against the Washington Capitals. Joe Brand will have the pregame from the United Center, so we'll be with you until 5.30. So if you have uh, comments or questions for us, 312-981-7200. That is our number. Exactly right. All right, let's get to uh, a couple of calls here before we get to our News break at the top of the hour. Tom is driving home from Soldier Field, both hands on the wheel. And, Tom, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Yeah, we really enjoy every One of the most enjoyable things about going to Soldier Field the game is listening to you guys on a drive back. And so I really appreciate that. But we're a little frustrated. We want to know what you think about why they don't teach these guys this is a team sport. When it's fourth down, don't intercept the ball. Knock it down two times today. They would have been in much better position if they just would have knocked the ball down instead of intercepting the ball. Why don't they coach take each of that? That's natural instincts, Tom. That would be my answer to you. It's natural instincts for them. The defensive back, if he's in position, grab the ball, make the interception, make the play. And it's a new day, and and stats matter. And you know, Jalen Johnson is is you know obviously uh, slated to uh, to you know be in a contract here. And the more interceptions, the more stats, uh, the more tackles, all those things, it adds up. And you're exactly right. And and you know what? It, it, it things have changed, but you know the common sense part of it, yeah. It makes sense. Knock the ball down and and take the ball where it was, you know, snapped from. But, you know, again, today the kids are all, you know, everything's it, it's all about stats. Well, it's all about me. That's what the game yep, is today. It is. It's all you about know, and me. You know, they say, yeah, it's a team concept, but it's still all about me. But it's a natural instinct, Tom, and what and and exactly what Dan said. Tom, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Be safe on your ride home. Twenty eight thirteen is the final. The Bears over the Detroit Lions today at Soldier Field. So the Bears now move to five and eight. The Lions drop to nine and four on the season. And uh, you know, obviously a big win. And I know there are a lot of folks that have thought, okay, well, and I know Cole Komet was one of those guys that was talked to uh, earlier in the week on the podium about the fact that you know they really felt like they could run the run the table the last five games. I mean. 
obviously it's not inconceivable. We saw them play very well today in, in certain aspects of the game, but you know, another tough test faces them next week. You know, I, I've talked about this over the years. I got here in 79, we made the playoffs, and it didn't work out. And then the next year, not so much. And then the next year, then we got Ditka. In 82, we went through the strike. And after we came back from the strike, we, we, we were trying to find our way. And I can't remember what our record was. It was like 5-4 and four, 5 and something. I, But... Starting the 83 season, we started to find a kind of a groove and kind of started buying in and believing in ourselves. And it, it, and it doesn't happen, you know, like a lightning strike. It, it's, it's, I hate to say it, but what Eberflus said there, you do right and a lot of right things start to happen. And you know what? If that's the way he wants to phrase it or whatever. They're starting to do a lot of the the things you got to do to win games. Control the line of scrimmage. Don't turn the ball over. Capitalize on mistakes. All those things, they've been better and better the last month or so. And it's really no secret why they're playing better, and it's starting to turn out where we're winning football games. And if, hey, this is going to be a big test. Going to Cleveland, they're 8-5. and five. They're in the middle of the playoff run. Flacco is Superman. He's throwing for 300 yards a couple of weeks in a row. They're, they're buying Yeah, but in. he was tended by a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, and, okay? But, Wasn't even in the league. Yeah, and, and you know what? They're buying in. Trust me. They, they've, got a, they've got the nucleus of a very good team that now – they're starting to buy in. So, hey, we're going to find out which one of these teams are really believing it and how we play, and hopefully we get prepared and we have a, a, a great plan to uh, to go to war with them. The one thing I like, Tom, about, about what happened today is that th- it wasn't their mouth that was doing the talking. It was the players. They were on the field, especially our defensive team. And, again, if there's any reason why we've – won this game, or we won back-to-back games the first time since the year 2021 is because of the defense. And that's why we won. Not the offense. It's because of the defense shutting down an entire their Detroit Lions and their offense. I mean, they're high in the running game, passing game. Their stats are unbelievable in the league. And they've shut them down, and that's how we won this football game. And if we're going to win, Danny, if we're going to go to the next four games, defense has to play like today, if not better, for us to win. It's about the defense. That's that's how we're going to get these victories. You definitely get that feeling where you where we up two scores and we was just like we kind of getting a little happy. We like hold on, you know, what I'm saying back up because we just we just got humbled like two two three weeks ago. So we wanted to finish on a good note this time. Here's Spencer Blyman, Montez Sweat had a sack tonight. And a 28-13 win. Bears over the Lions at Soldier Field. Hamilton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Andy Mazur and the fellas here. We're here till 5.30. Kind of amazing about him. Twice in this game, nobody blocked him. Yeah. And the game last last week, nobody blocked him. And the game before that, nobody blocked him. I, I don't, I, 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 I personally, I don't understand it. But twice, nobody touched him. And he and he never and he didn't get the quarterback. Interesting strategy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't really uh, pay off for them. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Let's get to a couple of calls here, and then we'll get to our bonehead plays of the game. Let's start with uh, Tony on the north side. Tony, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead. Hi. Yes. Can you hear me? We can hear, can you. hear you, Tony. Good. Good. Uh, 
I have a question for you, uh, Mr. Hampton. Uh, it's about uh, Steve McMichael. He had, I remember, uh, he was such a great player, and uh, he also had this very sharp wit. And the first time I ever heard the term cheesehead is when Steve McMichael said it. My question is a two-part. Did he originate that phrase? And if so, is he getting any kind of a royalty <laughs> off of all of those cheese hats that they sell to the Packer fans? No, I, I don't think so. And quite honestly, I, I, I think that was a, a phrase that uh, we that's all... That's been around. Yeah, it's been prevalent. Tony, that's been time. around for decades. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, uh, he, uh, he, he really was. He had a, a biting, <laughs> sarcastic wit. And, you know, so, you know, you, you, when you retire from the game, Andy, and, you know, you kind of look back and, you know, you think about playing. The thing you, you miss so much is like in the film room, you know, and what everybody's saying to each other watching the film. And we were merciless. We would see Eddie Jackson would be, he would, he would quit and move back to Alabama <laughs> or someplace because we would, we would just, just destroy him in a film room watching all the bad plays. And, and Steve and I, we were merciless with anybody and everybody. We were, we were putting it on them. No hostages, huh? No, no. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, and, and see that that's kind of like the way it has to be. You know, yeah, you're playing for the, the jersey and the fans and all that, but it's about your teammates and you're, you're, you're out there, you know, just struggling, you know, with your gut to try to win for your, for your buddies, your teammates. And it, uh, you know, playing with him and Dent and Singletary all those years, it was, uh, it was such a great group. 312-981-7200. Let's go to uh, the north side again. We'll say hi to Patrick. Patrick, you're up with Ampin OB. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, I got a question. I've been hearing all these fans and some of the uh, talking heads on the radio. They, they want Hebrew Floss going. But I got a question for, for them and, and, and anybody that's uh, of their mindset. Maybe the last time, first time, an NFL coach lost his defensive coordinator in the middle, in the, early in the season. Then lost the running backs coach in the season. Still kept the team together. He had a defense that was like last in the league. He was getting them to play or turn around. Now on another one of the uh, radio shows, the the, the blabbermouths uh, asked uh, 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 Jalen Johnson. They actually said to him, you know, Eberflus looks like he's a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. The response from Jalen was immediate. I think he's doing a good job in both areas. And it was a nasty response. Like, obviously, you don't know what you're talking about. So I don't get this. You know, uh, he had no talent last year, very little this year, and he's doing some things with them. Yeah, he's made mistakes, but let's see. He lost to the Lions the last time he lost to the Lions. He didn't drop a pass. He didn't drop a pick six. Those were players that did that. When he lost to the fight, when he lost to the, I think it was Denver, he didn't drop a ball in the end zone. I think a player did that. So I know both you guys are players. At some point, players win games, players lose games. Coaches, he made some bad coaching decisions. I'm not going to deny that. But let's take a look at the whole picture and what he was given. And even today you're hearing that players are saying, hey, he's our guy. And I don't get all the animosity, like the fire floss. For what? For what? 
Was this team going to win the Super Bowl? Did anybody say in September this team's going to win 13 games? If they did, they need to get off the crack pipe. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick, thanks so much for the call. And you know what? And I, I, that's you know, in a in a very even killed way, I've tried to make that that premise the last month that instead of the team falling apart in little pieces and it becoming a, a, a just a travesty, they're actually finding ways to scratch out wins and 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 Eberflus. And you can say what you want, and I know that Ob, I'm, I'm not, but you you think the world of Dan Campbell, and yeah, he's got, but. Kevin O'Connell, the, the, the coach up in Minnesota, last year he won 11 one-score games. Never happened before. So was he a, you know, a great coach? Well, maybe. Well, guess what? In the matchup up in Minnesota, we were able to find a way to win without scoring a touchdown. So you have to, you have to grudgingly be able to give Eberflus a lot of credit for a number of different things. Now, all that being said, the thing, the body blow to us is, where the hell was he in September, in October? He this didn't was, have him ready he didn't to have play. Him ready. That's just a fact. It's a cardinal sin, and it's so hard for us to get over that. 312-981-7200, the number. We'll be with you till 530. We're going to take a timeout here. And when we come back, it's time for our bonehead plays of the game. And remember, they don't necessarily have to be Bears bonehead plays because the Bears won today, 28-13. If you're just joining us here, Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Basically just shows us the formula of winning. So takeaways, um, explosive plays and stuff like that, third down conversion and stuff like that. So I think that those are the areas eventually to where you win games, winning the fourth quarter and finishing. So as long as we focus on those aspects, those situations, you know, we're more likely to win again and lose a game. And you know, everybody's bought in uh, the past three or four weeks, and you know, we're all coming together as a team. Justin Fields after the Bears win at 28-13 today over the Lions. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. And, you know, you hear all these players talk about though, the last – Three weeks, the last three weeks. I mean, obviously, winning, it's much easier to teach off a win than it is off a loss because the ears are kind of perked up. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. And that win against the Vikings came at a great time because you, you want to go into that bye week at least feeling good about yourself. Think about this. and That win up in Minnesota two weeks ago, we didn't score a touchdown, and yet we had four turnovers. We had intercepted their quarterback four times. Since 2014... That had happened 64 times Mm -hmm. in the NFL. 64 times over the last 10 years, a team had was the beneficiary of four interceptions, and they had won 63 of the 64 games. Only one team had lost, and we almost lost. Yeah, but somehow by hook or crook, they were able to put a drive together at the end. Remember what Justin Fields did in the pocket, buying time, climbing the pocket, throwing it to DJ Moore. Now we got a chip shot field goal after we burned the clock. Those are the plays that make everybody start saying when they put their head on the pillow at night, we got a chance. We got a chance. I saw him do that. We got a chance. So I'm just saying, you know, was the kid perfect today? No. But the rest of them see he makes certain things happen. And sometimes it works out, and it, and you get a win. That's when everybody buys in. Yeah, when you're watching, too. I mean, you can see uh, some of the guys, especially on offense, especially that offensive line, that they trust this guy. They seem like they really trust him. 
Well, and I've, I've seen other teams where the quarterback was a fraud and everybody knew it and nobody wanted to play with him. But but again, this is, a, you know, baby steps and, you know, winning games is a, the big part, the only part really, but the minutia of the quarterback not turning it over, the defense playing great, shutting out the opponent in the second half, all these things, they everybody starts believing. They start to buy in. Well, Danny, uh, well said, uh, but I don't have to buy into what you said. <laughs> I'll buy into somewhat of what you somewhat of what you just said. But I'm going to tell you what: everybody's got to be on the same page, Dan. If you want to be a world champion, you all have to. The coaches, the ownership, everybody, folks, it all counts. As significant, insignificant as some of it may sound, it just has to be. Everybody has to be on the same page, okay? And obviously with the Chicago Bears, we haven't been on the same page, and I couldn't tell you when. With ownership, management, coaches, uh, players, it's, it's been an absolute mess. And, and we won today. Let's leave it as a victory. Let's move forward. We've got to go to Cleveland and play there. And let's see what happens. These four games, I don't know really how important they're going to be, you know, because there's been some bad coached games the last two years with Eberflus. That just happens to be a fact, okay? Now, if this game today and the next four, if that can change the attitude of ownership and of management of this team, then so be it. That's their job, and that's what owner, that's, you know, they get the big money, and I, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to tell you, as far as I'm concerned, I'd have to take a long, long, hard look at keeping Eberflus and any one of the 24 coaches right now that are on this team. Period. Time now for the Curveball Whiskey Bonehead Play of the Game, sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at curveballwhiskey.com. All right, who wants okay. to go first? You're going to go first? Okay, go ahead. Are you going to sip it or flip it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smooth it. Smooth it. Smooth, yeah, sip it. I've been doing that, and I flip it down, but now I've been smoothing it. And what I mean by smoothing it, Mr. Hampton, over the rocks, over the ice, it's very smooth and easy. Nice. There you go. Now, wait, what was the question? What's your bonehead play? The, game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the bonehead play, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, with that challenge. I mean, we're sitting up here, and we could see that uh, that wasn't going to fly. And what did he do? He lost the timeout because the challenge was his challenge was denied. That was the bonehead Play of the game. Yeah. Play of the game. And uh, it was a great catch by Cole Komet. Yep. Securing the ball with his offhand as he hit the ground. It was beautiful. And like you said, we're on the 18th floor. We saw it. And, yeah, good for good for the Bears. My bonehead play is a twofold thing. It was third down, and Justin Fields under pressure, duress in the pocket, somehow pleaded his case and got a favorable call where he was supposedly throwing the ball away and didn't take the He was the sack. down. We thought he was down, but the officials didn't see it that way. So they went ahead. Now it's fourth and 13. The Bears are going for it on fourth and 13. And the moron defensive lineman 
for the Detroit Lions jumps offside, which it folks, what happens when you jump off sides like that and it's so obvious and visual, everybody on the defense kind of goes, oh, and everybody relaxed. And DJ Moore ran by the corner and Justin Fields threw a strike for a touchdown. That was my bonehead play of the game. Well done, gentlemen. Well done, indeed. And uh, a couple of great candidates right there for the bonehead play of the game. Curveball Whiskey, of course, sponsoring that in our Bonehead Nation and boneheadnation.com. 312-981-7200. We have time for a couple more quick calls. We're going to get to uh, to the bottom of the hour here, and we're going to go out to the United Center to bring in Joe Brand for the uh, Blackhawks pregame show tonight. Blackhawks going for their uh, third straight win, and that would be a, a nice little thing to have happen as well. Let's go out to uh, Bob you know and Kerry. Hang on, Bob. This, this town... In sports. Come on, we got to start winning. Here. I know. We need some and, back and to back. Today, and, just yeah. everybody, the Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs, every, I mean, enough. Bulls, Bulls have won enough. four straight now, yeah. I'm losing. That's all we do is lose. All right, Bob, go ahead. You're on with Happen OB. Oh, I agree with uh, what uh, Ed just said. <laughs> got it all, Mike. Um, got to get it all moving. Was, I, think, I, I think it was in the first half, and um, I, I would have made a different decision. Um, I think the Bears were leading, and they went forward on fourth down. They didn't make it. I was calling for a punt in that situation because I, with the lead, I'd rather put Detroit back in, on their part of the field. Um, but that that's just my call that I made uh, from the couch. <laughs> and then um, going forward, you know, I, I just don't have a good feeling about fields. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I like Badgett when he was playing. He, he seemed like he, he had better uh, reads on, on uh, what he was going to do. And, and it seems to me, just by watching fields, that he just, I, I don't know, I think he goes into panic mode if he doesn't have his first option. Um, I, I want to see what you guys thought uh, on that. Bob, let me ask you a Bob, let me ask you a question real quick here. Okay? We go to Cleveland. Let's say we lose that game. Then we have three games left. Do you sit down Justin Fields and do you play our free agent quarterback? Do you play him the next three games to see what he's got before the season ends? My answer is I would like to see Badgen play more. I, I want to see who I have. Uh, I I just think, I just feel like he's he's uh, going to be a good quarterback in this league. I don't know which, what team, but um, that's just my opinion. Well, I tell you what, I think, I think that if we go out and we go to Cleveland and we lose that football game, I think what the smart thing to do, Danny, and please jump in here on this, I think the smart move would be if we lose that game, we've had enough of fields, sit them down next few games, see what we've got in this young quarterback. See what we have. Okay, and the team would do that if they were sure. That, I mean, we're going nowhere where we are now, Danny. <laughs> the team would possibly, you know, think about doing that if, if, if it wasn't about – the future of Justin Fields. Now, I'm just telling you. Folks, well, that would tell you the future. Okay. Imagine, I'm watching up here. Minnesota's got that Dobbs character, and they're going, they're in a fist fight with the, the Raiders. And you don't think that Kevin O'Connell would, would die to have Justin Fields as, a, as his quarterback? Remember, Kirk Cousins is out of contract and practically out the door. I mean, 
beware, beware if you, you know, you throw out your, your guy that he could come back and haunt you. And, and I'm just saying you have to, you have to weigh all of these possibilities. Dan, now, as far as playing Badgett, we, got the we saw him for a Lake month. Michigan drying and I love up him. before that happens. But I'm just telling you, so much is up in the air. I don't think that we'll, we'll, we will not see that. But, I mean, there's a certain logic to it. Yes, I can see that. All right, guys, fuel up for the Bears' next game. It's sponsored by Mariano's, where you can save up to $2 a gallon by saving Mariano's fuel points. Take your money and your mileage farther with Mariano's, as we've alluded to. It's a game at Cleveland next weekend, a 12 noon kickoff. We'll be on the air with you at 11 a.m. for our pregame show. Again, the Browns beat the Jaguars today 31-27. Joe Flacco. Three touchdown passes and 311 yards passing. And he was tending by a few weeks ago. He was sipping it, flipping it, he wasn't and wasn't even it. in the league, folks. That's the truth. And we're going to Cleveland and play against him. Hey, that game could tell a lot, Danny. Yes, it could. And and, and again, remember, maybe the darkest day of Justin Fields' career yep. was at Cleveland on a Monday night, and I think he was sacked nine times. And we had how many yards? Hit. He was sacked nine times, folks, and we had a total net yardage for the entire game, the four quarters of running and passing, 47 yards, of which we had 46 yards running and we had a net one-yard passing. Justin Fields in that game in Cleveland. 47 total yards and a net one-yard passing in four quarters of football. That defies the word impossible. It can happen. It's unbelievable. It defies every one of those worlds. Words. How the hell can you throw for a net one yard? We saw it. Let's hope we don't see it again. Absolutely. <laughs> you got that one, big man. Gentlemen, have a great week. We'll see you uh, next weekend at the Bears take on the uh, Cleveland Browns in Cleveland.